0: Welcome to the C3 Church Watson podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, grow you as a disciple, and help you serve his purpose. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Bold. It's bright. So I'm I'm wearing... um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying, yeah, I, look, I'll be honest, I expected more. Um, I, I thought, yes, thank you. I, th- I, was, I expected a little more than that, but that's, that's fine. I, I, and my gauntlet I lay down to our next series, you know, our next preachers who are coming next week and the week after. Um, let's go bold, right? Let's go bold. Um, what a great day to be in church. How great. Who was here last week? Yeah. Pastor Steve White? My gosh. He's launched the series on bold. Every time I say bold, I'll say it like that, keep you going. About evangelism. We're, we're speaking about evangelism, about uh, preaching the gospel. That's what we're speaking about. And didn't you love it? What, a, what an incredible communicator, speaking about how Um, We all have our own sphere of influence. We are all to be like Daniel in in a a world's Babylonian system of today, where we're to be Daniel, pure for God on the inside, and being purveyors of truth and grace. Don't you love that? Purveyors of truth and grace. I love that. I value the way that Pastor Steve just, his turn of phrase that has layers and layers and layers. I value that. Today, I want to continue the series with something else I value. Is, is, oh, hopefully, that's okay. I don't know how much choice you have. I'm up here. Uh, but I guess the, the thi- to, to talk about the thing that I value, I need to start somewhere. Here's where I want to start. I'm a very happily married man to the love of my life here, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Um, now, I don't know if you know this about me, but um, Lisa is taller than me. And that's a whole cultural thing. Because um, you know, but Lisa's Lisa's taller than me, and what Lisa always often says is is how frustrating it is. We're all the all the time. Isn't any tall people? Yeah. You, you might this might resonate with you. Tall people, there's always those jokes about oh, what's the temp- what's the weather up like there, and you know all those kinds of things. And also, even in supermarkets, people will come up to Lisa and say, hey, could you reach that for me? Can you? Lisa's got this great idea that she wants to be able to say to, to shorter people of my stature, hey, can you reach that for me down there? Because it's really high up here. <laughs> She's tall and, and, and reaching up. Here's something else about reaching up in supermarkets. Did you know I'm sure you know this right. Did you know supermarkets have this whole corporate strategy of what they put in the middle shelf? You know, so the more expensive stuff, the brand asset's right there, it's so reachable, tangible. You just grab it. Don't even think about it. The other stuff's really high or really low so you don't see it. Here's something I value. I value taking, when we take together the big, rich, theologically beautiful, but lofty words sometimes, take them from the top shelf, have a look at what they really mean for us today, and put them in the middle shelf so that we can incorporate them properly into our life. So, this message is called The Middle Shelf. So evangelism, right, often, look, if you've lived in the West for very long, you have an idea, you've heard the word evangelism before. If you've grown up in church or you've been to church a couple of times, you probably use it regularly often. When you say the gospel, I don't know where you go, but if you've grown up in the West, uh, the gospel means something, it's either music or it's, we hear the word evangelism, we hear the word gospel, but let's take those top shelf moments and let's them a little bit today, because because there is uh, because there is something about that that if we want to make more tangible in our life, we do well to sort of cut through sometimes. And for this word, we're going to need to get active and practical. So remember those little um, cards that that Louise reckoned was like they're on your seat. I want you to what, during this message. I actually want you. I know you put them in your Bible, you take them home, and you diligently fill them out later, but do it today. Get a pen, start filling that card out, or card, it's too difficult for you, just get out your device and get ready. What I want you to do is dwell deeply about someone, someone, ask God, who is the person or people, who's just just a person in my world, in my closest world, who I just, they need the gospel, they need evangelism, and start filling that up, and we're going to finish this service by praying for them. Your people, the people that God's putting on your heart, we are actively going to do that together. You're going to need that. Because it's bold, this series, and we need to be bold. Anyway, okay, so let's take it from the shelf, the top shelf. Evangelism comes from a Greek word that sounds like evangelism. I'm not going to try. But do you know what evangelism means in its Greek? It means to go gospeling. It's like a verb almost. You know, the, the gospel is a thing. I'll get to that. But to, to go gospeling, I'm going to go out there and go gospeling. That's to evangelize. So it's actually the same word in the Greek. Gospel and evangelize is the same Greek word. One is a, the verb, I guess, of doing the thing called gospeling. Gospel isn't from the Greek. Gospel is from the old Anglo-Saxon English. Good story. Good gospel. Good story something? I'll give you an example. Can I just give you a little example? Good news, because it means good news. The gospel means good news. I'm going to give you a little example, then I'm going to give you the greatest example. Here's a good, I'm just going to let it flow. Here's some good news. You want to know something about my family? Stu does. Anyone else want to know something about my family? It's good news. So, here's some really good news, okay? So, some really good news about my family is we got back from our time uh, leading C3 Edinburgh and we got back about December last year. We were here that week. We saw it was wonderful uh, and we'd been renting for a year, dreaming of the day that maybe we could get back into a Canberra housing market, but who knows the Canberra housing market? So, we're like, what are we going to do? But he, it, was, it, was, it was stressful. It was a stretch. Everything had gone up, but our life hadn't necessarily gone up in those financial ways, The UK is a whole different place. No matter how hard we might have tried, it was going to be really difficult to afford the cost of reaching and obtaining our new story, our new life as a home here in Canberra. But guess what? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Church, we have some good news We've just made an offer that's been accepted on our home. This is good news. It's good news. We bought a home and we're back into the housing market of this beautiful region. That's just a little one. I just shared with you a little bit of good news. Is it okay if I share with you a much bigger piece of good news? Yes! Let's do that. Listen, this is the good news of Jesus. You and I, our whole planet today, are in a difficult situation. Look at the state of the world. Look at our local communities and broader communities. Folks, look at our own heart. And no matter what we try, no matter what the world tries, no matter what new fandangled system or technology that we emerge that comes out with, We haven't been able to, nor am I convinced, will we ever be able to afford the cost of repairing what's truly broken and lost within us. And Everybody's trying and everybody's tried. The people closest to you are trying even now. But church, and I'm assuming we're going to hear a lot more then a house sale from the church at what I say next. Church, oh, I have some good news. I said I have some good news, right? Because the good of the goodness of God, and even whilst we are still far from God, ready, some scriptures coming up. Romans 5.8 says, But God demonstrated his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus paid the price for our skyrocketing moral debt that we've all incurred during our own morally bankrupt ways. He paid through the living of a perfect life. He paid through volunteering to die a sinner's death. He paid and proved that without a doubt uh, and uh, via his effective resurrection from the dead that he is who he says he is and he did what he said he did. He accomplished it and it is finished. The good news is that for those who put their trust in Jesus, in what he has said and what he has done, it no longer counted as lost and bankrupt in the eyes of who truly matters, God in heaven. Paul says it better than I could ever say it. In 2 Corinthians 5, 18 to 21, let's check this out. He says, all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, church, as though God was making his appeal through us. So we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God, God who made him who has no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. a new and reconciled life is here. Freely available. And church, that is good. Right? And so, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. In fact, in spite of a world who might think it knows better, 1 Corinthians tells us, where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since the wisdom of God, the world was, (laughs) wow. for since the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him. God was pleased through the foolishness of what he was preached to save those who believe." See, Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews, foolishness to the Gentiles, but to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, that's to everybody, the all of us, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. One more passage of Scripture. All of this is important because of this. Jesus came to them and he said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go, church. Therefore, go into all the world, all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you and surely I am with you always. You know, when we spent that time in the presence of God just now, just reflecting that he's with us, even to the end of this age, Watch this. This is where it gets personal for you and I, and I might even need the band in a moment because we're going we're gonna to have to do something. We're going to have to pray for these people who are close in our world. Watch this. My friend, if you want to know what your mission is, your mission and mine, not the preacher, not the church, like on a Sunday service, your mission, my mission is to spend our lives gospeling. We're in the good news business. And there are people in your inner circle, there are people in your inner circle, absolutely without a shadow of a doubt, in a drought of good news today. And I'll tell you what they'll say, because Australia, they'll be saying, she'll be right. They'll be saying, I'm good. But they're not good. and, And I know that they're not good because I'm not good sometimes. I need Christ. They're all smiles. I can be all smiles. I know you can be all smiles. But actually what's hiding behind the smile is a need for some good news of Christ. And you, my friend, you, my friend, you, my friend, you're uniquely positioned in their life today, positioned there by God himself to be the purveyor of that good news. Your good news is this, that it's not. It's the good news that we've just shared today, the good news of reconciliation, and it's yours. You make it personal. You know what's powerful is when it's not, hey, can I share with you the good news I heard from Nathan and his story? You've got your own, man. You can do, what you can do is say, hey, look, I wasn't together, and then I met Jesus. I didn't know much, but then I met Jesus. Share your story. Share your news of the healing that God's brought to you, the forgiveness that he's brought for you, the life, the breaking of the sin debt that he gave to you, the news of the life that's inside of you now. We talked about, and if we are going to call this the middle shelf, there's another thing that we need to put into the middle shelf of our lives, and that's being good at telling our story take from the top shelf or the bottom shelf. Oh, I don't think I can share. I don't want to share my story. Let's get that off the top shelf and put it right there in the middle. Be ready to grab it. The middle shelf. You're uniquely positioned to do this. So if you needed a title for the message, that's it. It's the middle shelf. It's pretty much all I've got. But I'd love to pray with you, man. So I hope... Because I, I signposted it right at the beginning that you'd need those bits of paper. I, I just presume you've, been, you've got a name written down or you've got your device out. And it's someone in your inner circle, someone whom you love, who you know is far from him. Have you got them? I'm looking around because, you know, I can see you. I want to see a nod. You got them? Let's pray for them now. Would you stand to your feet? Hold that device or hold that card right in your hand. I know it's just a thing. It's, it's not the actual person. But let's hold it like a symbol as we intercede for them, as we pray for them and in your own words and it's okay for us to all begin speaking I'll speak over us with a really loud mic so nobody hears you but I want you to start praying for them because your prayers I know are powerful and effective so let's pray for that person that they would hear the good news that they would respond to the good news that they would they they would God would be doing work behind the scenes to temper the soil of their life to receive the good news when it's here and father God I pray for every single person if it's a parent praying for their children, if it's children praying for their parents, if it's if it's work praying for your workmates, if it's students praying for people in your uni or your school, Lord, we lift up, we lift up every name that you're putting to our heart. And we pray, Lord, right now in one accord, that you would do what we haven't seen done in that person's life yet. That you would reach them, that you would find them like we know you have a heart to do. Come and move in this season. Come and move in this hour. Come and move in this time. Soften hearts to your word. Soften hearts to your word. Give us a readiness and a boldness to speak in its its moment and in its time. That we can be the ambassadors that you have put us on the planet to be. We cry out desperately for them now in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And don't sit down yet. Just want to lead us in one more prayer because I'm aware that you might be here today and you might be uh this might be new to you maybe you've not said yes to Jesus yourself and we're talking about the good news maybe you have but you've walked away or maybe you know what maybe you're here and you do follow Jesus and you know what I mean but you're thinking what words can I possibly say to my friend when they ask because you don't need to bring you bring them to church but you know you don't need to bring them to church to make it a legal crossover to start following Jesus. You can do it across the cafe table at home. You can do it at the pool, not not really if you're swimming. You know what I mean? You can do it wherever you want. I ruined that moment with the pool thing. I'm going to say some words and I'd love you to repeat after me. Maybe this this is for you for the first time. This is a moment of choosing to change, turn direction and follow Jesus with all of your life but let's remember it in every circumstance. In the church, let's all say it together. Jesus, I believe you. Jesus, I'm deciding to follow you from this moment. Jesus, thank you for coming into my life, for the forgiveness of my many sins, and for setting me free. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.